Welcome to Avondale Sky Winery. This is Carl Catino. Well, I think with uh, season two, uh, we wanted to highlight some of the people in the community that we collaborate with. I think season one did a really great intro to who we are as individuals, as owners, as a family. But season two, we wanted to really branch out to, to let the world know some of the partners that we, we work with. Uh, I thought it would be a, a really cool idea if we highlight some of these partners because they've got their own story. In this episode, I am joined by Brian Titus, who is the owner and founder of Garrison Brewing Company. Garrison is the OG of craft brewers in Nova Scotia, and Brian and his team just celebrated their 25th anniversary this past year. Avondale Sky Winery and Garrison Brewing have been working together on a custom wine, Hey Buddy, for them to exclusively have at the brewery and the Oxford Tap Room. We talked about how Brian had the idea to start a microbrewery, and if he ever thought we'd see so many in Nova Scotia. And of all the things in Brian's career, was starting and running a brewery really the most risky venture he has taken on? First of all, I want to thank Brian uh, Brian Titus uh, for joining me here today. Uh, Brian Titus from Garrison Brewing. And, um, I, you know, I got to say, I'm excited to talk to you. This is the first episode that we're recording like this uh, with <laughs> an interview-based setting. So, um I'm a rookie at this as well, so uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how it'll go. But I will say this, Brian, uh, I really appreciate you coming out to do this. Yep. Uh, I know you're a busy man. I've got a lot of respect for you and the way you've run your business, and that's kind of why I wanted you to share a little bit of that story if you're comfortable to do so. Perfect. Happy uh, to. I know this past year, 25 years of garrison yep. throwing, um, which I think is just amazingly commendable in, in this uh, day and age to to run a local producing business like that for that long, especially in the alcohol uh, game. Um, I thought I'd ask to kick us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into this industry? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, 25 years, man. If I didn't feel old before, I feel old now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so this was, this was a second career for me. I did uh, 10 years as a, uh, a naval uh, diving officer. Um, and, uh, you know, so I was traveling the world, I was doing all kinds of cool stuff, uh, uh, and, um, you know, I had a career and, and pension and benefits and all that kind of good stuff. And, and I just kind of, I got to the 10 year mark and I said, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Um, or is there something else? And, uh, and I wasn't all that good at taking orders. And so I kind of felt like there might be friction in the future on that one. <laughs> and, uh, and so I have no business background. Um, my parents have no business background. Um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I called my mom and said, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm going to be, uh, going to be quitting the Navy and, uh, and I, and I think I'm going to start a brewery and, <laughs> and she started crying. <laughs> this is, why would you do that? Like you've made it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you're all good. Just don't mess up. And, uh, but I mean, you know, when you know, right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'd been a home brewer for at least a decade before and, um, you know, it started uh, looking for a cheap way to make beer and it ended up being, okay, what if I did this? What if I did that? And it just got more and more complex. And I felt that passion. I thought, okay, I could probably turn this into an industry yeah. or to, into a, into a business. And, and, uh, and nobody was doing it here really. I mean, there was Granite Brewery, um, was the, um, yeah. if you can believe it, the first, uh, East of the Rockies wow. in Canada. Wow. So, I mean, that's, that's like uh, credit where it's due, right? Right. So anyways, uh, so we used to go down to uh, Granite all the time and have, uh, have, um, uh, peculiar and, uh, and, uh, they're, uh, you know, dry hopped, uh, uh bitter and, mm -hmm. and just things that you just couldn't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And, uh, anyway, so I, I, I said, what the hell, let's just do it. And, um, 
you know, and of course you don't realize how, how deep the water is and, and how far you are from shore until <laughs> about six months into it and yeah. there's just no turning back. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so we, uh, yeah, we started up in, uh, in, uh, in 97 and we were up and going, we launched, uh, in, uh, in, by August that summer. And I didn't know anything about anybody else doing it until about a month and a half before I opened. And I found out there's another guy doing the exact same thing. And that was propeller. <laughs> okay. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Is that even possible? But, um, <laughs> so here we are now, flash forward, uh, and, uh, and there's, you know, almost, uh, Oh, there's over 75 uh, Nova Scotia craft breweries. So, wow. uh, and and everybody seems to be alive and and growing and and doing okay with their own business model. Yeah. And maybe just to sort of end that uh, is that's the thing is figure out what's not being done or not being done well, and uh, and jump in. Um, you know, if there's three pizza places uh, on a corner. Don't be the fourth. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, in terms of, I see you brought a, a particular ale here that does, does it say the 25 on it? Yeah. Yeah. What do so, we got here? So this, this whole year has been one big victory lap uh, is yeah. kind of the way I've been looking at it. Um, um, you know, I mean, COVID's, uh, uh, um, starting to move us back towards normal. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, events are, are coming back online. It's our 25th anniversary. So said, yeah, let's, let's, uh, put a couple special beers out there. So we did one in the, uh, the spring, uh, um, really nice, uh, um, uh, um, uh, pale ale mm-hmm. and then this is um it's uh, what they call a, a brut ipa oh yeah um uh, which is essentially a champagne ipa yeah right and so um uh, there's no champagne in it uh but it the idea is that it's um it's fermented down drier um and so finer uh bubbles a little bit more carbonation a little more gassy yeah um but it's just it's just cleaner and crisper and drier um, and yet, you know, the, you've got some lovely hoppy notes, a uh, little bit of lemony, a uh, little bit of grassiness, a uh, little bit of citrus, that kind of thing. Uh, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's open that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's frosty cold here. So let's do that. <laughs> I hung on to, I hung on to one cause, um, cause, uh, yeah, this would have uh, come up then, uh, in, um, in the late fall okay. and certainly been gone before Christmas. So. Is that something that you guys are planning to make uh, every year then? I mean, maybe not with the 25th anniversary, but the Champagne IPA or the Brute IPA? Um, this is the second time we've done one of these. Yeah. And um, so the first time was, uh, I would say, learning to really sort of get the gas, um, you know, the, 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 the bubbles in that right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, uh, we we completely nailed it this time. Really happy uh, with this beer. Okay. So, um you know, um, things don't get used again. They just get kind of recycled and, uh, yeah. and you, you know, you learn something every time you, you sort of stretch Yeah, and, and you would see this too, Absolutely. Uh, in, in your, uh, you know, your business. Uh, um, and it's always interesting. You don't know necessarily what's going to hit that note and, uh, and people really kind of, um, um, you know, jump on board on yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, but when they do, you go, okay, good, good to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh- so I'm going to ask you, this is a, and I get asked this question a lot too, which is almost impossible to answer. Mm-hmm. So why I would ask you, I don't know, but mm-hmm. can you give me what is a typical day in the life for Brian Titus, or, or maybe it's a week in the life or a month in the life. I don't know. <laughs> is yeah. there such a thing? I know there's no blueprint, but it's, it, it is so different. Um, and that's, that's why after 25 years, I'm still pretty jazzed about what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, is because it's not the same thing. Right. Um, you know, I mean, go through the same motions, right. You know, put on clothes, brush your teeth, uh, <laughs> bowl of cereal and show up at work after that. It's just, it's, you all don't know what's board. coming. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah, just thinking about it as a, you know, coming here and there's one thing after another, we're, um, you know, we're, we're getting out of bottling completely. 100%. Okay. Okay. 
That's huge. Um, you know, four years ago, we we sort of bought our uh, our, our canner um, on a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were 100 percent bottles. Now um, we're 100 percent cans. Right. right. And so so here I am walking a guy through on that on that line, showing him all that and explaining how that uh, works. And then there's an issue with uh, um, some product that we do on a collaboration uh, basis, just kind of going through the lab work on that to understand it. Um, and then it's, uh, you know, some HR issues and then it's, um, you know, what of our plans for, uh, for, um, uh, festivals and events uh, yeah. next year. Yeah. And like, you're just constantly, you put down Something's one hat, going. put on another, put yeah. down one hat, put on another. Um, again, it, um, it really, it makes it kind of fun to come in. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully through it, you never get everything you want in the run of a day. There's, there's complications and that kind of stuff, but hopefully you, you, you know, you score a couple of wins and, and you can, you can end the day saying I'm, I'm one step ahead of yesterday. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, no, ab- absolutely. Um, can you share any, you know, uh, I'm sure over 25 years, there's been ups and downs, um, but can yep. you share any sort of crazy moments or stories that you think, there was times where you say, I'm going to pack the whole damn thing up and shut her <laughs> down. And, and then you said, no, and you stuck with it. Oh God. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you, you evolve. Right. And, and, uh, so I'm not the young guy I used to be and um, where I would just do anything, you know, for the business. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I would get a call. I can remember driving with a small 20 liter keg, yeah. you know, all the way down to Annapolis Royal <laughs> to hand deliver it to the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, plus, uh, um, a dozen glasses right. for, for free. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, and I would buy my supper and I'd head back and I'm thinking, yeah, high five, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I made a buck on that deal. Yeah. Um, but you know, I help solidify uh, a customer and uh, and uh, you know help open up a, a market. Yeah. And uh, and also at the end, I mean, that's what you do. Like yeah. you, uh, I, I you know I wouldn't pay somebody else to do that. Right. Um, but would I do it myself? Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's stuff like that. I mean, in terms of ups and downs, um, uh, I guess our first. Our first down was when we when we launched uh, summer of '97, mm-hmm. and we we actually we like we launched at the lower deck. Um, you know, we went through my God, a dozen fifty liter kegs. We threw this big party. Um, you know, we were so excited. You know, and here we are in the home of Keese. Yeah, uh, and this is great. And then about a week and a half later, they kicked us to the curve. Oh God! <laughs> so we so we had our we we won our first customer. We lost our first customer in about a week and a half. Oh. And uh, I said, okay, yeah, this could be uh, this could be harder than it looks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the reality is that it's super competitive, right? And um, of course, and um, and so there's that kind of thing where you you have to constantly, um, you know, keep sort of um, uh, glancing the the blows and uh, and uh, figure out how to uh, okay that didn't work so what's my plan? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were a couple of years into it and then all of a sudden the whole market sort of flattened out mm-hmm. for probably about three years. And there was at one point where, um, you know, we had lawyers involved and, uh, and the couple of us that were in business were, uh, were coming together and sitting down with the minister. Uh, there'd been four brewery failures mm-hmm. in the region in less than a year. And, um, you know, and ultimately we managed to make some changes in policy mm-hmm. and it was just enough to stay alive. And then somewhere's around 04, everything just kicked in and yeah. it's been a wild ride ever since. Right. But if we, if we weren't able to stick through about three and a half years of just pure yeah. pain, unadulterated yeah. pain, yeah. um, then, uh, then, uh, then it would have been tough. I think the, the big thing, I don't think people really realize is that, um, you know, when you first start a business, you've got no customer base, you've got no brand recognition. Right. Um, you're just figuring out your processes. 
uh, and I kind of I reckon it to a um, you know like a little a little baby chick in a in a in a nest eh? and yeah. and you you step out and you just flap as hard as you can and you're and you're you're trying to um, learn to fly mm-hmm. before you hit the ground mm-hmm. and um, some people make it and some people yeah. don't right? but that that's it like you got nothing and and there's typically not much of a net underneath you right so um, um, but you know if you believe in it if you're stubborn. Uh, and if you're if you are doing something that's a legit um, kind of concept in that, then um, then you, you'll probably make it. Yeah, yeah. And I know you say stubborn. I also look at it another word for that t- determination. And I sure. think that's definitely what you have. Um, and and just from the you know the few years that we've get to know each other in in this um, in this context. Yeah. And you know I know that there's constant issues and challenges that face our industry mm-hmm. um, some maybe that differ for the wine and differ for the beer sure, some sure, are similar sure. um, what do you see as the biggest challenges right now facing your business and maybe our industry as a local producer of alcohol here in Nova Scotia yeah so in beer it that question is answered depending on where you are um, you know in the in the the chain of things there so if you're um, you know, if you're like us, you're a mature, established a business, um, then you're starting to worry about the fact that there's um, there's uh, threshold limits, there's hectoliter limits that sort of cap um, at what point you no longer are considered a craft brewery. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not there yet, but we're we're starting to get pretty close. And so that becomes a matter of well, if I want to continue to grow, then I need to be prepared um, to to have all my markups uh, increase, to have, um, you know, any breaks that we get uh, um, go away. And um, somehow I got to kind of power through. So, right. so you don't want to be one foot over that line. You want to be like storming over that line mm-hmm. so that you can kind of overcome any of the uh, the things that you just lost. Right. So, so that becomes a bit of a ceiling. Um, you know, on the other hand, um, um, like I've already exceeded what I ever thought I would do. So, um, I don't really have big plans, uh, right now. Um, you know, now I'm more focused actually on, um, on just the, uh, the resilience of the business. Sure. We've just weathered, um, you know, a pandemic, uh, weathered quite well, actually yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, we, yeah. we didn't have to fire anybody, let, any, let anybody off. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we dipped, uh, five, 6%, um, um, for, you know, the first year we recovered that in the second and then now we're we're kind of back up to uh, to record uh, numbers so fantastic so you know hey if we're pandemic proof there must be something in the business, yeah right? <laughs> that's right that's but, right but the, the the bigger thing and and this is where you know i'll i'll really put my hat to uh, to mm-hmm. you is what you've you've kind of clearly looked at it from the long-term perspective mm-hmm. um you know almost the, the family aspect and and okay well you know secession planning who's uh, you know who's going to be running this when um you know when the, when the parents aren't able to be out there on the bottling line yeah. which they were yeah, which yeah. They, they were. i couldn't believe it. it was so beautiful to see yeah um but um but yeah so you know i think about uh you know who's gonna who's gonna be doing the work um, um, you know, when I'm not doing it mm-hmm. and, um, and if my kids aren't, um, aren't ready to jump in and take it, then, you know, who on my team can kind of get, get to that next level. And yeah. so it's building that it's building out benefits packages. You know, every year we're trying to add something kind of new to the table for our staff. Sure. Um, you know, professionalize the business as much as we can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, from the, you mentioned coming out when we were bottling, mm. you know, working with working side by side with my parents, my brother, my wife, um, 
there's definitely ups and downs in the family business too. Right. But it's, sure. but it's, it's more ups, right. It's just yep. being close together. And, um, but yeah, they, they love it, yep. but you're right. It's a succession plan. Cause at some point they're going to want to travel and get going and do some other things. And yep. my kids are still too little, but that's, yeah. but that's like you said, you're telling the story about driving out to Annapolis Royal. And that resonates with me because we do that all the time. We're delivering wine, and sure. sometimes you're like, "Oh, the gas prices are up," but you're not gonna. That's, it, that's why you do it, right? Yeah, like you're yeah. you're trying to get your brand out there. Yeah, you're making that drive to Mahone Bay or wherever yeah. Yeah. that's off the beaten path, so you have a presence in a market that right. maybe you wouldn't otherwise. So, well, and and you know, I mean, there's no such thing as a purely family event. No. There's always a <laughs> no a beer spin somewhere. Yeah. I just got to stop off and see this guy. Or, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, can we go in so I can yeah. check out? They've got this great new product, 100%. right? And, and you know, there's always that aspect. My family knows that. Yeah, it's funniest thing. Uh, um, we've got a cottage in BC, and we and we'll go there, and and that's where you know I kind of get myself right yeah. just to unplug in the woods for a couple of weeks and yeah. just sort of get get my head clear and that. But anyways, it's funny. So we'll um, we'll fly. And uh, and the kids will all uh, uh, pack their suitcases and and uh, you know and I'll pack mine and my wife Joanne and that and and then the first thing uh, the morning before we leave then is everybody lines them up and I just stuff all the bags full of beer <laughs> right and I make sure that they're all like right to the limit yeah, of uh, right, fifty of pounds of bag yeah. if I'm going to the west coast man I'm bringing my beer <laughs> that's right, right. And I got buddies out there and my parents are out there mm-hmm. and all that and but they just they know it like, yeah you know, they protested for a couple of years and yeah. now they just they bring them down line them up and they know I'm yeah oh that's <laughs> awesome well it's funny you say that because like when i go you know going out with even the family here in the city you load the van up and there's four kids and my wife and i and it's like dad are we going to the playground yeah yeah yeah. i just got to stop here for a second he's like deliver wine and dad is this the playground this looks like someone's house yeah no i'm just dropping off some wine here and then then you're popping into a restaurant and anyway it's uh yeah they they feel like every time they're going somewhere it's is this something to do with business or pleasure and sometimes it's both it has to be both well and and i will tell you um you know if you're if you're smart about it um you'll find a way to um you know over time um sort of carve back that uh, that family time and separate it yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now is you know I, i'm going to continue to do this you know at least for another five six years anyways Good. before i really think about backing out um and so how can i make that um you know not like the first five years 100 yeah yeah you got to find that balance in there but i like your 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 bc because this year you went for like four weeks right or yeah yeah weeks? i went for a full month uh, never awesome. done that before yeah um, yeah, that was, uh, that was insane. It was almost too much time on my, yeah. own. <laughs> you start getting a little, a little bushwhacky. Um, but I've got great neighbors out there uh, too. And, and, uh, and so that was kind of cool. Like it was a community. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's almost like the slow clap as I'm driving into the cottage <laughs> because they've all retired. Yeah. Oh, that's too <laughs> so, funny. so that, that's, uh, that's fun. But I mean, you do need to find those things. Right. And, uh, and, uh, you know, when, uh, before I, I got out of the Navy, you know, my, my thing was, uh, was diving, recreational diving. Right. Um, you know, I did it in, um, in the work that I had and then I, and I would do it for fun on the side and, and, and skydiving and, and whatever else. Uh, now I, I'm not allowed to do those kind of things anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, too many obligations if I don't come back. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but you do need to find whatever your thing is. And, uh, and for me, it's, it's out in the woods, uh, building and, 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 you know, really kind of dialing in off-grid technologies and this kind of stuff and yeah. and so like 
anyways, but whatever it is, um, you need something to, to kind of, like I said, sort of get your head right just a little bit um, so that you can really focus on the business. So I always come back refreshed, um, rejuvenated. I've, I've got ideas, things I've seen, things mm-hmm. that I've, I've been able to actually have time to sit down on the deck yeah. and think through in my mind. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, the, the problems do get bigger here as, you know, as the company gets bigger and, uh, and you're more spread in different products and, and different markets and that, then, um, you know, at some point you do need a, actually a little bit of time to think through the solutions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it's good. I want to talk a little bit about the, the collaboration idea because yeah. honestly, we, you know, uh, for our winery, we're starting to do a little bit more of that uh, this year, but the idea that came from you and, and you know mm. I, you called me one day yep and i was driving i was I think i was by mount uniac and you called and they said I want to talk to you about something i said all right so i pulled over because i said this isn't going right, to be man. i can't i can't i'm about to go into a, about 14 different dead zones between here and the winery <laughs> i'm going to pull over and so can you tell me a little bit about that or tell the listeners a little bit sure. about that and go back through where did that idea come from right. and, and how it's going yeah so so we um uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, beer has, I think, more of a of a culture of collaboration than a lot of other industries. You, you know, you do see it in wine, mm-hmm. you do see it in spirits, um, but in in beer, it's happening all the time. Um, it's just so easy to you know to uh, to call up uh, somebody you know that's um, you know working across town and uh, and say why don't we get together over some beers and we'll and we'll just make something eh? mm-hmm. and and, um, and uh, you know so but there there isn't a lot of back and forth across the sectors and uh, and so in my role as uh, uh, president of Seabands uh, Craft Brewer Association of Scotia um, I was really seeing that and I've been on the board and and uh, that for years and years I've kind of always been involved um, mm-hmm. in that side but um, but yeah I just I didn't see a lot of interaction between wine and and beer mm-hmm. and spirits and it's like why are we siloed here I don't understand we have um, you know, 80% of our issues are common, 20% are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, maybe a good way to start that process is actually to, you know, do some collaborating back and forth. Um, and so, you know, as a, so as a producer, we have two tap rooms. Um, we can only sell that which we produce. Right. Right. So I can't just, um, you know, call you up and say, yeah, throw me a couple of cases. We'll put it on there, see what people think. Right. You know, I literally have to work with you to create something that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that as, um, as uh, guidelines. I'm, I'm good with that. Yep. Um, because in the end, we're, we're, again, we're not just trying to, you know, make something. We're trying to make something special. Right. And if we can bring a story to the table, then uh, then it's going to be that much easier to uh, to market it and to feel good about it. For sure. And uh, yeah, so no, so that was great. I mean, it just it just worked out that you actually were able to do it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I know. <laughs> like seriously, it's a uh, yeah. You know, it's it hasn't um, the last number of years have not been. Um, really predictable mm-hmm. in your market, right? And and so, um, the majority of wineries are not just sitting on juice, yeah. and uh, and so it's a bit of a moment in time, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, no, and 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 you got what I was 
saying yeah. what I was putting out there. Yeah. And uh, and that's great because also not everybody, um, you know, will do that. There, there's some sort of suspicion almost between, mm-hmm. and again, this isn't just across the sectors. It's within, you know, brewery to brewery, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bit mm-hmm. of, of, of that where it is easier to say, no, thank you very much. Appreciate the call and carry on to, you know, pass UNIAC. Yeah. Eh? That would have been an easier thing to do. Sure. But then we wouldn't be having this moment because we wouldn't uh, have done anything together. That's right. So just the ability to, and, and you know, the branding is, it's Hey Buddy, it, which is really just kind of, it's a hand across the table, um, a handshake, a, a high five, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're coming together. We're creating something that, again, that didn't exist prior to um, and that we can feel proud about. You know, it's a 100% Nova Scotia product, yeah. family-run business. Um, it tastes great. It sells great. Um, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Hey, buddy has been great for, for us because, you know, we usually have a couple cases that we, we keep through the collaboration, but it is always a big demand and, and mm-hmm. it's usually gone in the first weekend that we release it. Mm-hmm. And then we say, listen, if you like it so much, here's where you go. You go to Garrison or you go to the Oxford tap room. Yep. And this is a collaboration that we, uh, that we do together. Yep. And hopefully it does, you guys are seeing that it's oh, been, yeah. it's been very positive. I know in the first year we did a white wine and, and last year we did a white and a rosé, yeah, yeah. and which yep. we're looking to continue. So, yep. you know, it's, it's, I like it because you guys have, you know, you're a brewery. So people come there. Yeah. I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would say a lot of them are beer drinkers. Uh, yeah. uh, but you're going to have the odd, you know, person that comes. And we're, we're the oh, opposite, right? We're, we're, the, yeah. we're the winery. And people, yeah. most people are coming and they enjoy wine. But there's right. always somebody who goes, I, I need a beer. Like, yeah. I want a beer. I don't want a wine. Um, and yeah. so I, I, I give that segue because of the collab that we're now looking at maybe doing in the right. next year. Um, and I don't know if, if you can share some some of that uh, or or if it's too early days. It's it's pretty early. Yeah. It's pretty early. It's an experiment for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, essentially, we've we've uh, you know we've taken the uh, the grapes uh, the grape skins and that from yourself. Yeah. Um, so after you've done your crush, um, and 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 again, I I love the idea about taking something that could otherwise just be a waste product. Yep. Um, and turning it into giving it a new life. Yeah. Right. And and so um, you know, with the grape skins, we've got that. We've got it in our in our in our mash tun, which is. It, it, think of it as a as a as a like a teapot. You know, mm-hmm. it's um it's a great big uh, open top vessel that normally we would be putting our grain into, uh, and we'd be uh, uh, running boiling water into, and we'd essentially let it steep. Right. Well, now we're kind of doing the same thing with uh, with grape skins, mm-hmm. um, and and then we add um, uh, uh, beer that has started the fermentation process, but but uh, by no means finished it, mm-hmm. and so the beer it starts as a beer. Um, and then it uh, continues fermenting and conditioning on the wine skins, um, and so in the end, it's somewhere in between. It's a hybrid, <laughs> right? And yeah. you know, we use our house yeast, um, but the um, but the beer is a very very light base beer, mm-hmm. so it's um, kind of a blank canvas to really take on the um, you know the, uh, the the different characteristics and attributes of the uh, the grape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's going to be a nice product. I'm looking forward to, to it. Yeah. Um, um, there's not too many examples of this kind of thing being done. Uh, there's a brewery in Ontario that um, they actually they load all of the uh, the grape skins right into a, a fermenter, which mm-hmm. is now you're talking about a closed vessel with a small hole that you're trying to shovel these into, <laughs> and then somehow you got to get the all this these 
piles of skins out of this thing after. Right. Just kind of said, no, no, we're not doing that. It's <laughs> not the right method. <laughs> no, life's too short for, <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, so it'd be really interesting to, uh, to try it. It, um, you know, it's, you never know on these things. No. Um, but if you start with good materials, um, you know, if you do a bit of research yeah. and, uh, and we've got a phenomenal brewmaster, uh, Daniel Girard, he's been with us for, uh, uh, be 14 years now. Yeah. Which is crazy. Second oldest employee after me. There you go. Um, and uh, and uh, he's just one of these guys. Like uh, you know, he he doesn't need a pilot brewery or a trial brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he just does it. Yeah. And somehow, um, you know, even the most experimental and the most sort of fingers crossed to see what happens always yeah. turn out to be really something special. Yeah. So I have no doubt that um, we'll be sipping a you know a lovely beer. We'll uh, figure out awesome. what to call it. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, hey, buddy. I guess it could be a hey, buddy brew. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so our winemaker, Ben Swetnam, of course, yeah. you know, Ben and, and he knows Danielle and, and they've talked in the past. So, yeah. it, you know, it's one of those things we talk about and it's like when it's harvest time for us, it's like, okay, we've got like four to six weeks. Sure. And, and, and I talked to Danielle about this as well. And I said, you know, that's the whole point. Let's do an experiment, you know, see if it works. Yep. And if it does, then, you know, next year we can plan ahead to say, okay, you're going to need X amount more. That's right. And we that's know right. well in advance yeah. where that's going. Same as, same as we yeah. do with the Hey Buddy wine is we got to yeah. save X amount of juice. Yeah. Speaking of which, sir, I'm going to pour you a glass. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. Hey Buddy white. Lovely. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Vintage number two. There you go. There you go. There and, and Number three is on the way. Number three is already <laughs> picked and in tanks now. So we're a few months away from putting that in the bottle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's... It, that's the goal, right? Is is to collaborate, have a product that people like, show that you're partners in uh, in d- totally different industries in one sense, beer and wine, but yep. but very same industry too, right? Oh, that's that sounds good, looks good. Oh yeah. Oh, it's as good as it sounds. Thank you very much. Yeah. Can you tell me? And I think I've got a little bit already, but what motivates you and keeps you going? Because that's uh, that's a that's yeah. I I you know I'm still new into this industry three years. Um, and I know what that answer is for me, but I, I always like to ask another business owner, regardless of their industry or background, like <laughs> you talk about the cereal in the morning, yeah, the brushing yeah, the teeth, yeah. getting out the door. What motivates you to do that? Yeah, no, I hope you're not looking for motivation after three years, buddy. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I know what my answer is, but <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, it, definitely it has changed. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I tend to, I, in early in the days, you really had to sort of sharpen your elbows and, uh, and it was, it was about staying alive and finding ways to kind of, uh, um, um, surprise people that, Hey, we're still here and mm-hmm. we're growing and Jesus, your product is actually pretty good. Like you really had to, had to. You know, people didn't, the, the term craft beer wasn't out there. We were all microbreweries, which was kind of like right. wink, wink, nudge, nudge, um, home brewers. Right. <laughs> uh, kind of thing. And, and um, yeah, so, so we're, we're beyond that now. You know, we don't need to tell people that the, the product is better if it's kept cold, if it's rotated and not mm-hmm. had, you know, a year later and this kind of stuff. We're, we're beyond all of that. So now um, it, it is things like this, um, you know, collaboration products yep. um, are, are fun. Um, um, you know, and it, and it gets me uh, talking to and working with people outside of um, our bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, um, um, we do a lot of, uh, of community-based work, um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, charitable offerings, uh, uh, releases, that kind of thing where we get behind various causes. And, uh, and that actually is, um, like, it's so satisfying at the end Rewarding. of the day. Yeah, for um, sure. We'll do probably five or six uh, releases a year where a portion of that will go directly to a cause. 
Um, some of them, honestly, we, we, we didn't know until like a month before that we were doing it. Right. So it's not like this is all, um, you know, all whiteboarded and master planned out and that. Um, so, you know, a good example would be the, um, uh, the Putin beer that we, we, yes, did. yes. Um, didn't expect Ukraine to be uh, oh. to be uh, attacked like that. Um, didn't expect it to continue, and here we are, you know, still months and months and months later, and mm-hmm. and, and not letting up. Um, um, so 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 the crazy thing on that is um, a guy that we had um, had had as an agent out west, um, out in Alberta before, had contacted me and he said, "Look, um, I'm working with these guys uh, in Lviv." Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in the Western uh, Ukraine. And, um, you know, they've been attacked, but they're, they're, they're the ones that shifted to Molotov cocktails. Okay. So they literally shifted, shifted the production in their plant from making beer to making Molotov cocktails. Mm. Um, and the funny thing is they'd always been really sort of um, tongue in cheek about um, uh, Russia and Putin and that, because, you know, this, the sentiment in, in Ukraine for years, ever since well, at least 2014, when they were first, um, you know, invaded and that mm-hmm. um, has been defiance. And so, so They've got these really outrageous labels um, um, mocking uh, Putin and, and, mm-hmm. and Russia and that. And so those labels were applied to the Molotov cocktails. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was a little bit of, uh, a little bit of fun uh, there. <laughs> um, anyways, so they said, well, look, um, we're offering our recipes to anybody who wants to, um, to, uh, to produce them in the world, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as long as the funds go back to, uh, to defense of uh, Ukraine. And sure enough, um, you know, we, we, we did that and it went super well. But it just, I remember being on a, um, on a, a virtual call. And there was probably 25 odd breweries, you know, from Australia, from uh, Belgium, from Brazil, from all over. Right. Right. And we're all there and we got the headphones and it was a live brew. And the guys um, um, at this uh, brewery were, um, uh, were, were brewing. Uh, and in the background, all of a sudden, the air raid sirens go on, and you can see people rushing around. Uh, and and the brewer, you know, he just kind of puts his hands up and is like, "Well, what am I going to do? I'm halfway through a brew, so we're just going to keep brewing." And, and you go like, "Holy smokes! This is this wow. is real. This is so real, right? It's not just a news item and it goes away because the next thing comes up and that." And, uh, you know, what would that be like if I were in that scenario? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was super satisfying to uh, to produce that and, mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to raise funds. Uh, obviously, you know, things like Stay the Blazes Home. Yeah. I mean, Christ, we were almost $40,000 <laughs> we raised Holy. for Feed Nova Scotia. How, how soon after that line, that tagline came so, out of the premier's mouth did you have that kid? So, so this is about a moment in time. Yeah, right? yeah. And if you asked me today yeah. if I could do it, it would take me four times as long. Wow. Right? And it was literally, um, you know, we had a beer um, that was um, brand new. Well, it wasn't brand new, but it was in the tank, and <clears throat> right. it was and it was conditioning uh, longer than it would normal normally condition because mm-hmm. all the bars were closed, everything mm-hmm. was shut down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so you have this really nice beer that's just getting better and better and better, right? Clearer and more and more cleaner and more conditioned than that because normally we just don't have the kind of time. Yeah, you're just getting the next one in. Oh, you get the next one in. You turn it around two, three weeks, and and it's a great product, right? But if you can give it a month, a month and a half, oh, my God. And so we had the beer sitting there. We had the blank cans. We just happened to have, uh, um, and normally we don't do a lot of blank cans. Uh, and, uh, and so it was a matter of, well, you know, could we do this? And mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so the statement was made on the Friday. Uh, I called Danielle on Sunday morning and I said, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I got this, I got this idea and feel free to shut me down. And he yeah. said, no, actually we could, we could do it. 
And then, so then I called um, uh, Justin, our uh, our uh, marketing guy, and we yeah. have an in-house marketing guy for yeah. all our branding, which is all so, fantastic, which, by the way. Yeah, no, Lovely. I appreciate that. And uh, and uh, and by Monday morning, he had the label like ninety-five percent done, and we were already transferring the beer so that we could package it the next morning. Unbelievable! And I called up the uh, our label producer, and this is the beauty of working local. Yeah. So a local label producer, and I said, "This is what we're doing. What do you think?" And he said, "I'll give you the labels. Um, I'll jump queue." We'll push through the labels. You'll have them in three days. And normally, again, that's two weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. And, uh, and so, bing, bang, boom, you know, in, in like six days, we're releasing this product. And, uh, and, uh, and, we, and we ran it twice. And like I said, we raised just, uh, just under $40,000. And, you know, it's just so satisfying to, to do that. It, it, it yeah. was like from, um, you know, from a customer's point of view, it was out so soon after. Now hearing the yeah. insight of how that all happened oh, makes yeah. sense. But from my point of view, I'm seeing it going, Jesus, Brian must have had something to do with COVID. I mean, how did yeah. he know this was coming? <laughs> yeah, because right. how could you have that ready to go? It's all going as planned, it, it was, Carl. It's just, all going as planned. Uh, anyway, no, it was it was a delicious <laughs> beer. But I remember sitting around with Ben and my brother, Sean, at the winery. And, and I think we saw it on, on uh, social media first. We're like, yeah. how the hell do they do that so fast? Yeah. You know, because we know the time it takes for us to get the right. labels and just yeah. just the simplest thing but that that's that's really good insight well and and the funny thing is um so that at that time and this was this was really when it just kind of came to a head right and and oh my god everything's being shut down and and so it was pivot yeah yeah that's and right you would have pivoted and, yeah, and i pivoted and anybody in business would have pivoted yeah. right we had to and so all of a sudden our tap rooms are shut down both of them uh, oxford and, and the seaport and we turned them into distribution centers. Right. And, um, and uh, so because um, the home deliveries just skyrocketed. Yeah. And then when we put out um, – and so, you know, so all of, all of a sudden we go from doing maybe a dozen deliveries in a week – home delivery is uh, just almost a complete non-issue yeah. to doing, you know, 100, 150. And then we released um, um, Stay the Blazes Home. All of a sudden, we're doing 400 in a weekend. Jeez. And and so this is partly how we kept staff on, though, too, right? right. Says, yeah. I know your job is lab technician, but today <laughs> you are packing boxes. Yeah. And do you have a vehicle? <laughs> right. Right. And, and because just, we don't have, we didn't have enough drivers or vehicles right. to do it. So it, it's, you know, where do you live? Okay. On your way home, can you take these 10 orders? Right. Right. And, and, and so as long as people are flexible, then, uh, then, uh, you know, we were able to actually make that work, but, yeah. um, but actually I busted my foot cause, uh, <laughs> we were running around so much trying to make it all happen. And then I ended up tripping over a keg and oh, busted my no. foot, and it oh, like, God. but it was, it was a little bit of anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit of anarchy. So, damn, I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about the state of the blazes home and I see yeah. you brought something else here too. So yeah. I'm going to ask the question, um, you know, Going into 2023, mm -hmm. is there anything new and exciting that Garrison's doing, either product-wise or event-wise, that we should know about? And um, and and can I try this? Yeah, what's yeah, in yeah. front of us. So so what I got here is um, it's a it's a six pack um, uh, box of um, of uh, 355 mils small cans of uh, Hoppy Boy. Um, so there's a couple of things that are cool on this. One thing is it's a complete rebrand on this. Um, yeah, Sorry, go ahead. And look look one. I'm just going to take a look uh, at one. Yeah, go for it. Um, and so it's a complete rebrand. We had uh, our core IPA was Hoppy Buoy. Oh, so, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, B, uh, uh, Buoy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. that's the thing, yeah. right? And that yeah. was the problem is that if you put 10 people in a, in a room, you're going to get 10 different, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, sayings of it and that. And, and so we'd have people, you know, oh, yeah, we're, what's that, uh, you know, Hoppy Buoy? Uh, and then it's like a Hoppy Buddy. And it's like, oh, God, no. Like, 
it, anyways, so I, I thought everybody said it the same way I did. Right. Right. So <laughs> I, I'm wrong. Um, and I'll admit that. And that's okay. So, so we just, you know what? It's the Hoppy Boy is basically the name of the navigational marker that bounces around out in the, in the harbor. That's, right? that's oh, kind my. of our thing it's so we call it the hoppy boy um and obviously it's easier to say if it's just b-o-y <laughs> everyone knows um, how to pronounce that one yeah so super bright uh, <laughs> uh, uh green can uh it's a delicious um uh, uh ipa it's not uh it's not like a hazy new england ipa okay. um and it's not a super aggressive american style west coast ipa it's just really something uh, nice and clean in between good tropical notes and yeah and it's doing great things so so one thing is that it's um, uh, that it's been shifted from bottles to cans. So mm-hmm. again, as I said, like we're out of bottles. Yeah. Right? So the second thing is, um, you know, how to make this a plastic-free format. Okay. And this is this is kind of you know what what kind of keeps me interested now is um, how we can continue to sort of you know dial in um, you know our uh, response to um, just the environmental crisis, right? And how can we, sure. we reduce our footprint and mm-hmm. reduce any kind of plastics and, and such? So. You know, we we shifted from bottles to cans, and everybody's using these plastic uh, pack techs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh god, yeah, I know technically you can recycle them, um, but you have to actually send them back to the manufacturer so they will be properly recycled. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the uh, they don't get um, they don't get recycled in the way that we think they will okay. um, when we put them in the blue bag. Mm-hmm. Put them in the blue bag, anyways, and maybe they'll figure it out. Um, but the reality is, um, you know, we certainly can't say plastic free if we're snapping on this uh, this big plastic. Um, carrier on the top. Yeah. So, um, so now it's in a little, uh, um, a, a little box, a little, uh, um, yeah, uh, pulp board uh, box. Um, it looks good. Um, it's super easy with the handles. Actually, we're going to a new format that has handles on the top. Uh, um, so you can just you, you punk your your fingers in there yeah. and off you go. You don't even think about it. It's great. Um, so all of our six packs will be in that format, and now we can actually say 100% plastic free on our package. Fantastic! So that's a, that's a big deal. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, that, so that's one thing for sure. And the tall ship and Irish red going to be in the same format. And, okay. Um, uh, and then I brought another uh, fun one here. Yeah. Well, here, oh, here I'm going to yeah. open this one up. Here. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I got to I got to get the sound effects here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds delicious. <laughs> We don't even need to go any further, but we will. We'll, we'll pour it and we'll drink it. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's what we yeah, do yeah, here on this thing. podcast. Um, yeah, no. So, um, so there's that, and then the other one I brought, which is kind of fun, is um, and it's all about thank the you. the movement towards sours, um, which again, four or five years ago, uh, didn't know anything about, uh, didn't think people would be into it, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, um, you know, we're making four hours a year um and people are asking for more um so this one is quite cool it's a mango dragon fruit um sour um it is uh it's actually it's it's made with like a tea hmm. so we, we don't get buckets of uh, of uh, flavoring uh you know chemically produced and dumped into the the tank or anything it's yeah. it's actually made with teas that have uh, mango and dragon fruit and rooibos and uh, and this kind of thing that are that are in them and so we sort of make a tea and then we add it to a beer that has been um, that has been soured okay um, and uh, and yeah it's an interesting process when you sour a beer uh, a kettle sour beer is you'll you'll brew the beer part way mm-hmm. 
and then you just stop and walk away for about three days. Yeah. And you, and you, just, and you just leave your tank open. And it's it's just wrong on so many levels. Yeah. Um, uh, and you have to add something in to kick it off. So we have a little bit of lactobacillus, but uh, people have put bread in. Uh, there's various things that will create that souring effect. Right. But again, you're sort of doing everything that you're told not to do <laughs> as a brewery. Um, and then when you get to that right level of just sort of tartness and sourness, um, then you, you know, you carry on the brew as if it was a normal one, uh, uh, like any other brew. And okay. then you can add your flavorings and it just becomes a really nice tart, um, canvas, um, or base to, to put the flavoring on. Okay. And, um, yeah, every time we produce this, um, you know, we'll put out a pallet or two and it'll just be gone in, in a couple of days. Hey, people go crazy. Over really? It. So okay. now it's going to be in the NSLC. So we're very Fantastic. excited. Fantastic. And, um, yeah, we'll see Let's where that goes. That can. So, uh, yeah. how does it compare to sort of pucker up pucker ups, uh, Yep. Framboise? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, pucker up is kind of the same idea, but with different um, uh, fruits in that. Okay. Yeah, so it's okay. much more the uh, the the cranberry. Um, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit pinker. For this one, think um, think Hawaiian punch. Hawaiian punch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and when you see the can, think Hawaiian, yeah. uh, really loud Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Yep. I'm yep, feeling like sure. wearing it, seeing it. Like, yeah. It's beautiful. Again, your your graphic yeah. design, your all your cans, I think, are very oh, uh, he, yeah, from just, elegant, just nailed elegant on the on the 25 year, right? To sexy on the uh, on the Megan and mango and yep. dragon's fruit sour. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Is there anything that you're comfortable sharing that that you know people wouldn't know about Brian Titus? So we know that you operate garrison brewing owned and operated for 25 years mm. got a little bit about the naval story i didn't i didn't know yep. that yep what's something else that that you know maybe a listener that maybe follows you on instagram and <laughs> doesn't know who you are wouldn't know about the owner oh my god um yeah yeah it's it's funny eh? i mean uh um uh, uh it it there's something it you know there's a there's a a bit of an appetite for risk. And of course, you know, that's mellowed a bit as I've gotten older and that, but, um, um, I'm not an adrenaline junkie. Um, <laughs> but I look back and I'm thinking, what the hell was going on in my life? Eh? I mean, I was jumping out of planes before I joined the Navy. Um, you know, I, I joined the, uh, uh, the, the surface fleet and all of a sudden I'm in the, the Persian Gulf, um, just pre the, the first, uh, um, first, uh, Gulf war. Yeah. And I, what am I doing here? This wasn't the master plan. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I'll do something safe and I'll do a mine clearance diving officer. And so now I'm diving to 300 feet on mixed gases and uh, learning oh, how to diffuse man. bombs. And okay, I'm not sure where this is coming from, but, uh, and then, uh, you know, I had a motorbike, used to drive an old Land Rover, 64 Land Rover. And it just, you know, there's that side of things that I seem to gravitate yeah. toward. And the business is kind of the same thing. Like that was, that was a bit of a Hail Mary. Eh? Sure. It made very little sense on paper. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, and yet, you know, I just, I knew personally that I was, I'm, I, I'm a stubborn individual. Um, I also don't take no, um, you know, particularly well. Um, but it's, so my thing is, it's all about calculated risk, mm -hmm. right? It is all about calculated risk. And somebody says, like, that's crazy. You know, what are you doing? And, you know, why did you start that? And what were you, you know, this is the land of keys and, right. and, you know, this kind of thing that, but I already, I'd already, I'd gone to um, half a dozen um, uh, breweries yeah. um, and spent time there, not yeah. just sort of visited, did the sample uh, flight and, and left. Right. Right. I mean, I, I literally said, Ask some questions. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. Can I spend a day, a week with you guys? 
guys. Right. Don't pay me. Right. You know, maybe I can take some low fills and stuff. But, yeah. you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, but I, 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 I want you to show me the stuff that I don't know that might discourage me from doing this. Sure. Because it's a really big, bold move. And possibly a stupid move. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and, and like the guys from uh, from um, uh, Pickaroons. Um, yeah. Were fantastic. They had only they had only just started, um, just prior to me making the decision to to, to actually do this to make the leap. Yes. And uh, and I'd I'd uh, seen a um, there's a program on CBC on Sunday afternoon. I was sitting there watching this entrepreneurial show, and they did 15 minutes on Pickaroons. And uh, the two guys who started it, uh, Sean and Andy. Um, had um, had finished um, law school, and they were just about to go to the bar. Yeah, and one of them, um, uh, Andy's dad, was really really well established. Um, you know, lawyer in uh, in New Brunswick with a firm. It, it was all mapped out. It was all sure. all figured out. Yeah, and they just kind of you know they looked at each other and said, I don't want to I don't wear a tie the rest of my life, man. I yeah. don't want to push paper and yeah. and I like beer. And yeah. so here they were, and they're in a very manual system, smaller than the one that we actually ended up getting. And they are just, you know, they're up there, they're stirring the mash, and uh, and they're sweating, wow. and it's like eleven o'clock at night, <laughs> and you know, this, they don't need to be doing any of this stuff, mm-hmm. eh? Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, you couldn't beat the smiles off their faces; right. they were so happy, Having fun. Um, and and so I spent about a day and a half with those guys. And as I was driving back from Fredericton, that's when I started actually creating the business plan. Good for you. Yeah, because that was the moment for me that said, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, it's kind of funny you hear, you know, all the other things that you've done. And and, and frankly, running a brewery mm. in Halifax up against the home of Keith's mm. is the least risky thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. So that's, uh, that says something. Yeah, so funny. Uh, so, Brian, can you tell us, uh, you know, where can we get Garrison product? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're certainly in uh, pretty much every NSLC store. Um, you know, they've been great to, to list a full range of our products. Um, definitely check out the, uh, the, the privates because that's your, that's your other real option uh, in mm-hmm. this province. So, you know, the Harvests and, uh, and uh, Rockhead and uh, Bishops and that, they've been great. Um, and of course, we've got two, uh, two fantastic locations um, uh, in HRM here. So right down at the seaport. Um, yay, the, the uh, cruise ships are back. Yes. Um, and uh, But the locals, oh my God, you know, locals sustained us through all that. For so, sure. um, you know, kudos to that. Um, and then uh, at the Oxford Tap Room, which has just been a, a joy to, to, to really evolve that and, and turn that into something special. So plenty Perfect. of places to, and plus, of course, the licensees, um, yep. you know, go to your local bar and, and uh, support them, restaurant, and, uh, and, and really spend that money locally when you can. So. Absolutely. And are you guys still doing the online ordering and delivery? Yep. Good. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I don't have to press everybody and their dog and their car into yeah. the service anymore, <laughs> but we are definitely doing it because uh, you know people kind of like the convenience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, Brian, I can't thank you enough for coming and spending some time uh, to chat. Tell us a little bit more about you and the business. Say hi to mom and dad. Will do. Thanks for listening, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the story, and uh, we look forward to meeting you in person at the winery. If you'd like to follow us on any of our social media platforms, please visit us at avondalesky.com, and we look forward to sharing a glass with you at beautiful Newport Landing. Cheers. Cheers. This has been a Pod Starter production.